Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We would love to connect with you today for listening to our podcast. Please fill out a connect card on our website at c3naz.net. You can also support the ministries of Cross Community by giving online on our website. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. If you have your Bibles, are you guys, how many of you are ready for turkey? Alright, lots of you. Alright, any ham people here? Like no turkey, we do ham. Okay, it's a few of you there. Okay, good. Uh, mashed potatoes? Or stuffing? Or both? Alright, sweet potatoes with marshmallows on top. Uh, corn casserole, anybody? Green bean casserole, yeah, my favorite, yes, extra crispy stuff on the top, mmm, delicious. I'm, gonna, I'm making you hungry. We have Thanksgiving coming up this week, and so we really are going to be talking about gratitude, but we're going to make our way to gratitude today, and this is going to be a little bit unusual for us. And so I want to prepare you, I think this is going to be a shorter sermon so that we can spend some time in corporate prayer together. So I want you to think about that. You may want to get out a piece of paper and something to write on, not just for notes, but in a little bit, it might be helpful to write a few things down uh, to take with you as you move towards your Thanksgiving day. So I want to I want to prepare us for that. If you're online, be ready for that. A little shorter sermon, some time praying right where you are, wherever you are. Uh, it's appropriate for you to join with us when we get to that portion of the service. But I want to start by talking about an unwelcome guest. When I was uh, in seminary, Lori and I lived in this uh, little apartment complex that was owned by the seminary. It was a wonderful experience, mostly. Uh, we had people from literally around the world who are our neighbors. And every year, at some point in the year, we would do a meal where we would go to everybody else's apartment and we'd have something like a snack or you would have something. And man, it was like incredible, these international meals that we would get, a little Korean food, a little Japanese food, some Mexican food, some American stuff from us. And, you know, we would just have fun and we would talk and, and we, all the apartments opened onto a courtyard and we would have fun. Well, earlier that week, I had noticed that we had some guests that were probably unwanted, but relatively un- harmless, that had found their way into the crawl space. Uh, they're called possums. And I noticed that this possum was making its way from out where we put our garbage for the apartment complex. And it was coming, and I noticed that it had two little baby possums on its back. I thought, oh, that's cute, you know. Unfortunately, they're going to go big, and I'll maybe have to fight them off when I uh, throw the trash away. So I had noticed that earlier in the week, but we were now in this great international meal that we were having together, and uh, we were sitting there, and, and one, of the, one of my friends was, was holding his little infant child, and we were talking, and he didn't speak English quite so well, so we were, we were trying to break down that language barrier a little bit, and all of a sudden, he looked over out of the corner of his vision and saw one of the baby possums 
making its way across the little flower bed into the crawl space. And he immediately put me between him and what he thought was, because he was saying, rat, rat, rat. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And I'm trying to explain to him, it's a possum. It will grow to be this big. And all he heard was a rat that was going to grow as big as his little child's. He was panicked at this unwelcome guest. Now, eventually, we were able to tell him, no, he's more interested in your garbage out there than anything. You probably won't see them ever again, or it will be very unlikely. But it was an unwelcome guest to our little party. And today, I want to begin talking as we're making our way towards Thanksgiving Day, towards a day filled with gratitude, I want to talk about an unwelcome guest. No, I don't mean Uncle Sam or whoever, uh, Uncle Jim or Aunt Barb or whoever it might be. I want to talk about an, uh, an unwelcome guest that tends to be in our society unwelcome any day of the year. I want us to talk about grief. I know this may sound strange, but grief seems to be unwelcome at any season, any day of the year. I don't know if it's just Western culture or if it's just American culture, but we tend to look at grief as an unwelcome guest, just like a baby possum or a rat. We want, we want to run from it. We often want to push it away, keep it where I can't see it, push it somewhere else. Grief is an unwelcome guest. And yet, I want us to see, and I believe this to be true, that God does something powerful through this unwelcome guest, if we will let Him. But that means... We have to lean in a little bit on this service as we move through this into our time. And I believe it can make our Thanksgiving Day even more a day of gratitude. So if you have your Bibles, I'm going to invite you to turn to Psalm 13. This is a psalm that I come back to over and over and over again. It doesn't feel like a real Thanksgiving psalm. In fact, it's not. It's what's called a psalm of lament. But I want you to see this today, and I want to read this for you. Hear the word of the Lord this morning from Psalm 13. For the director of music, a psalm of David. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God, give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him. And my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. It's the Word of God for the people of God, both here and online. And our response is, thanks be to God. Why are we talking about this now? 
This seems like totally out of place. This is Christ the King Sunday. This is the last Sunday of the year. This is when we're heading into Thanksgiving and we're heading into Advent and we're putting up Christmas trees today. Why in the world, Pastor Jeff, would you talk about grief? Aren't we supposed to be talking about gratitude? I mean, that's what this week is all about, aside from uh, carbohydrate coma later on. Why are we talking about this now? Well, it's because I want us to understand that grief and gratitude are partners. That maybe sounds strange to you, but grief and gratitude are partners. Think about this. We only grieve the loss of something we are grateful for. Think about that. I mean, even if it's, if you're grieving that, uh, you know, there's something happening far away, like in Ukraine or, or, or whatever, you, you still are missing, you are grieving the loss of the certainty that was happening there. You, you were grateful for the certainty that was there before this war began. Because we only grieve the loss of something we are grateful for. If it's something that you don't care about and you lose it, it's just like, eh, okay. It'll turn up when it turns up or, or not. But when it comes to things we are grateful for when we lose them or when they are taken from us, we grieve. And, and grief, believe it or not, is a healing emotion. It is something that teaches us that something wrong. It does actually something in your brain chemistry that causes you to need to slow down, that needs you to be with people, to receive something from them, to pay attention and acknowledge the loss that you've had. You see, grief and gratitude are partners. And grief itself is a healing emotion if, we will welcome this unwelcome guest. As we truly grieve the loss of what we are grateful for, God moves us into even greater forms of gratitude. Where we didn't think that gratitude would be possible because of the depth of our grief, God uses that unwelcome guest, God uses that grief to move us into new ways of feeling grateful in those moments. Do I have your attention? Are you with me here? Because you see, we see this in Psalm 13. What I love about this passage is that this is a part of the worship service. Did you catch that? It's right before verse 1. It's for the director of music, a psalm of David. We don't know what the tune is. I would imagine it was probably in a minor key that maybe modulates and shifts into something incredible. But this is something that we should take comfort in. That grief, instead of being an unwelcomed guest like it is in our day and age, back then they worked it into the very words of Scripture. They worked it into a part of the worship service. At some time in every year, one-third of the Psalms are lament psalms are psalms that bring those things that we would rather push to the margins and not show to anybody, brings it right into the heart of the worshiping community and says, we're going to sing these, we're going to say these out loud to God. And the writer of this psalm is deeply grieving. I mean, how can you read those words without hearing the emotion behind them? How long will you forget me forever? 
Have you been there? Have you been in a place like that where it just seems like you're waiting for God to show up and it just seems like He's forgotten you? How long will you hide your face from me? I mean, that is gut-level, honest, straight at God, straight in the worshiping community. They're doing this together. They're saying these words together. They're unafraid to bring it all to God. Raw, emotions, filled with emotions. Just bringing it. You can almost hear the shaking of fists. How long? Where are you? Why are you hiding? Are you going to show up? Answer me. I'm dying here. They hold nothing back. And yet... As you move from verse 4 to verse 5, something shifts. And all of a sudden, the psalmist is remembering, I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. And he he ends this psalm of lament saying, I will sing your praise, for he has been good to me. Something shifts. You see, grief And gratitude can be partners. And when that unwelcome guest is welcomed and listened to and participated with, there is something that God has designed in your life and my life as we really talk about what is grieving us. It shifts something in us and allows us to move into new forms of gratitude. It doesn't mean that we will not miss the person we're missing. It just means that there is a new way to appreciate who they were and what they contributed to our lives. This doesn't work on a timetable. Grieving to God leads us back to gratitude, but it may not be immediately. We don't know how many times verses 1 through 4 were recited by David as he wrote this down before he moved. But you can be certain just like Scripture tells us, that if we really lean in to this unwelcomed guest, there is something that God will do in you that will shift that and lead to new and greater forms of feeling gratitude for what we have, for what we have had, and for where God is taking us. Yet, here in our day and age, we tend to want to split up this partnership. We want to say, no, gratitude is over here, and we do that on Thanksgiving, and after our meal, before the coma sets in, we will say at least one thing that we're grateful for. And grief is over here, and that's something that I manage on my own, and I don't let anybody see it, and if I have tears, nobody wants to see it. And and we know this, don't we? I mean... A lot of times, even when we're the person who's not grieving and we ask somebody, how you doing? Well, I'm, I'm really sad and, and I don't know what to do. It's like all of a sudden it's just something in us. It's like, oh, okay, I was, just, I was just hoping you would say fine and we could move on to talk about the weather. We separate these partners out. Grief is over here and gratitude is over here. And yet our psalm, and I believe God wants to begin to teach us that no, these two are partners and they can work together if you will simply unwelcome or welcome the unwelcomed guest. 
and listen to what that guest has to say and participate with what that guest is calling you to. It's hard. It's really hard. But it can move us. God uses it to move us back in to gratitude. I sometimes wonder if we think, and as I sit with people that I counsel, oftentimes it appears or feels like that we think that grieving is a sign of ingratitude. That if I'm just sitting over here, and especially if that grief lasts longer than a couple of days, we kind of feel like, oh, well, now I'm, I'm just being ungrateful. I mean, I do have so many blessings. I, I mean, even though that thing has happened, I still have a warm bed and I'm, I'm not going without a meal unless I just don't feel like eating. And I still have all these things and I still have a job and I still have a family. So I, I should really just be grateful and, and stop bothering with this. But I want you to hear this today. I've said this to so many people. I want you to know, and Psalm 13 proves, that grieving does not diminish your gratitude to grieve. It proves that you are grateful because you only grieve something that you're grateful for. And when you bring that grief to the only one who can do something about it, you are showing your faith. Grieving is not a lack of faith. It is showing your faith. It is participating. It is bringing the needs of your heart, the griefs on your soul, into the presence of the only one or calling for the presence of the only one who can do something about it to show up and answer you right then. Grief can prove your faith, not show a lack of it. But these partners have to work together again. So can we put this partnership back together? I want us to do this. I want us to spend just a little bit of time before we head off into our Thanksgiving time. I want us to take a moment to think about maybe just this past year. I, I actually had this, this service, this idea, about a year ago. But back then, we were just excited to be together. <laughs> we could be in the building. And yet, this year, it just seems like maybe we need to pause. And we're excited. We've been together this whole year, mostly. And maybe it's time to put these partners back together and see where God wants to lead us. So take a moment and ask yourself. Well, I want you, I want you to hear this as we, as we move into this thing. God loves our gratitude and God can handle our grief. Can I say, I want you to hold those two in tension. God loves our gratitude. Yes. And God can handle our grief. I want to make that personal. God loves your gratitude. Person online, God loves your gratitude. And God can handle your grief. Person in the building sitting here, God loves your gratitude. And God can handle your grief. It's not an either or. It's an and. It's a connected thing. So let's look at this, shall we? I want you to think about this for just a moment. What are you grieving for that you are also grateful for? I'll give a couple of examples. 
the easiest one for a loved one that's passed away. That's one that we always feel like it's appropriate to grieve. And we say a lot of gratitude things when we're at a funeral or a memorial service or at a graveside. But we continue to grieve. We continue to miss that one that we are so grateful for. And maybe, just maybe, today is the time where we start saying, How long, O Lord? How long will I have tears on my pillow all night long? Begin to partner with that. Is it a loved one who's passed away? Maybe it's your health. Or the health of someone you care about. This year, we've seen a lot of, of changes, and I'm not just talking about COVID or, or, or the flu or RSV, but some of you are now really grateful for the health you've had because you've entered into a season where health is uncertain, and you're going through a lot of things, and if you were really honest, and we put these partners back together, you would want to say, how long, God? How long? Do I have to have this going on, this pain in my soul? Show up, hear me, answer me. Is it health? Is it your job? Maybe during the pandemic and maybe all this and the economy sliding and going however it's going, you've lost a job. Maybe it was just a job you didn't give two thoughts about. It was kind of one of those you just go to, you show up, you do your work and you go home. But then once it's gone, you realize that was something I was really grateful for. And now you're grieving. And maybe you're in something that's more difficult or less money or, or something along those lines. It just doesn't bring the same thing. And you're longing for that. Is it your job? Maybe it's your family. Not just someone who's passed away, but, but maybe now some changes have happened in the family. Maybe some relationships have broken down. Maybe it's been difficult. Maybe parents are arguing. Maybe you feel like you're caught in the middle and, and something's happening and you just are like, oh, how long? Or maybe for some of you, you're finding yourself as empty nesters for the first time and you're just missing those kids. Or maybe you're watching your kids struggle with their faith or struggle with life and everything within you is just grieving. And God, how long will you let them struggle like this? And you just long to go and be God's hands and and solve the problem for them. But you know you can't because grief and gratitude have to merge together and they've got to learn something in this process. But it doesn't keep our hearts from going, how long? How long? It doesn't keep the tears from flowing because we're so grateful for them and we want what's best for them. In all this pandemic and politics and all that's happened, many of us have lost friends and friendships. And it's hard. We don't know what to say. All we know is that we're grieving and our hearts hurt and we just want to say, God, how long? How long? Will it be? For some of us, it might be the past. Things were so much better back then, and now everything has changed, and it's no good, and I'm just hanging out back there, and I'm just angry, and I'm frustrated. And if we could just get back to the way things used to be, everything would be fine. Then I could be grateful again. How long, O oh Lord? 
Will you wait forever? And maybe it's just life. These last few years have been hard for all of us. And maybe today, on the last Sunday of the year, on Christ the King Sunday, we need to express our faith and our gratitude by first pausing and grieving that life has been difficult. And if we're really honest, for the last months we have just been saying, how long, God? How long? When are you going to fix things? When are things going to change? When can we move back into the good rhythms of life? Maybe it's just that life is hard. This is a truth I've had to learn. That if you want to go forward, you have to learn how to grieve. And I've learned this in an example. Can I just be a little vulnerable today? Is that all right? On a day when we've just decided I'll be here four more years, right? (laughs) This year I... Got to April, and after Easter, I always take a week away for a retreat. And I go to one of my favorite places. I just feel safe. It's such a beautiful place. It's quiet. In fact, they tell you to remain silent. There's 2,000 acres of land to walk around on in woods, by streams, up hills, not quite mountains. I love going there. And everything had been going well. We finished Easter and we moved into that season. And it just felt like God had been blessing us. We have been so blessed here at Cross Community Church. God has helped us. We, We came out of this pandemic. We actually grew during the pandemic. God blessed our finances. So many things were going. I felt like I was preaching full of of God's strength and power. I just felt like when I would open the Word that things just leapt off the page and God helped me to understand and enjoy that study. And I got to my favorite week, my favorite time, and just everything stopped. And I began to realize that there was a deep grief. And even though I had slept for 24 hours in my first two days there, that there was something that I had to pause and grieve. Or I was not going to be able to move forward as your pastor or as a pastor. It produced some anxiety in me to where I'm calling Lori. Like, what's going on here? This is my favorite time. Why is it like this? I'd I'd like to tell you that I went on a walk in the woods and I prayed Psalm 13 a time or two and left feeling grateful again. But the truth is, I, I left there feeling anxious and I drove all the way home and I knew that I needed a place to grieve. And so I made a call to a therapist and set up and sat in the office hoping no one would see. And I began to sit and grieve with my counselor, John, to hear the difficulties of the year. Some of them were on this list. But it's in that time that God begins to shift something and uses that unwelcome guest of grief to partner with gratitude 
and move us back into rhythms that are good. Am I still praying Psalm 13? Absolutely. But I'm beginning to hear verses 5 and 6 come forward stronger and stronger each day to where I need to lean into this promise that if I want to go forward, if I want to move back into those rhythms of true gratitude, I have to make time to really grieve, to really sit in God's presence and to sit with the people of God and say, how long, O Lord, will You forget us forever? How long will we have pain in our hearts and tears on our pillow? Show up, answer me, hear my cry, or I will sleep in death. And it's okay for us to do that. It's okay for you to do that. It's okay for you online to do that. And so today, I'm going to invite us to do something a little different. Are you getting used to that? We're going to move into a time of prayer. Maybe some of you wrote down loved one, health, job, family, loss of friends, the past, life. Maybe you have something there. I want you to think for just a moment. And then I'm going to have have us do something together. Because remember, this psalm is about a community. It's not just about you writing down your list and taking it home with you. It's okay for us to see these partners come together. And so if you're able, I'd like for all of us to stand. I'll give you a little direction here, okay? Let's go ahead and stand. Here comes the uncomfortable part face one another so here's the dividing line face this way face this way and in just a moment I'm going to I'm going to say some things around each of these things a loved one that we've lost our health our job our family a loss of friendship past life and life being difficult and instead of having us close our eyes and bow our heads when I'm talking about that one if that's a place you're grieving I want you to just raise your hand and when I get to the end of that I'm going to say this phrase we pray to the Lord And we're all going to say, as loud as you need to, how long, O Lord? Can we practice that? Let's just practice that. So I'll say a bunch of things, and then I'll come down and I'll finish by saying, we pray to the Lord. How long, O Lord? Now let's try it again. Okay. I know, this is different. This is different. We much prefer just when we close our eyes and bow our heads. We're a family. We're a community. We need to see where we're grieving. Where God is moving us back into gratitude. So let's try it one more time. So I'll say a bunch of things. We pray to the Lord. How long, O Lord? Good. That's better. So remember, 
If I start with one, I'm going to just start off. Let's just start here. A loved one that you have lost. If that's you, just raise your hand. You've lost someone you care about. Keep them raised. It's okay to look up. See who is grieving with you in the same way. You've lost someone you love. And you're just wondering when God will do something about that. Move you back into the realms of gratitude. We pray to the Lord. How long, O Lord? What about your health? This year has been tough, or these last few years have been tough, and there's just something you're going through right now. And, and, and it's, you're just kind of at, at your wit's end on when things are going to get better, at when God is going to show up in this. If you're having a struggle with health, raise your hand right now across the way, whatever it may be, whatever it might be. You're longing, you're grieving, you're praying. We pray to the Lord. How long, O Lord? Maybe it was a job. Maybe things have just become difficult at the job you're in right now. Maybe it's a job you lost during the pandemic. Maybe some things had to change. And things are more uncertain right now. Or you're just having trouble right where you are. Raise your hands right where you are. Look, we grieve together when we pray to the Lord. How long, O Lord? Maybe it's family. I described a lot of different ways that we can have struggles with family. It may be that we're watching our kids struggle. It may be that we're empty nesters. It may be health-related things. It may be all of those things and so much more. If you're grieving about family right now, raise your hand. Look at the person across the aisle. Take them with you because we're grieving this Together, when we pray to the Lord. How long, O Lord? What about loss of friendships or relationships that we loved and something went wrong and we were divided and we no longer hang out, we no longer can be together and we had so many good times and yet now things are divided asunder. If that's you, can you raise your hands right where you are? This together as we pray to the Lord. How long, O Lord? How about the past? If we were really honest, we'd just say, I just wish we could go back. I I wish we could go back to simpler times where everything wasn't this or that and, and we could just be there. If that's you, can you raise your hands? You're grieving that loss. I just wish things could go back to the way they were. Yeah. We're grieving this together. When we pray to the Lord, how long, O Lord? And lastly, what about life? Life is just hard. It just seems like everything is difficult. Like just getting up in the morning is difficult. Like going about my job, getting my kids to school, being with my family is hard. If that's you, raise your hand. It's okay. It's appropriate to bring this together into the community. And we pray to the Lord. How long, O Lord? 
now we can bow our heads. God, we bring these griefs to you. Because we believe that you can do something about it. And we're trusting, like David so long ago, as he wrote those first four verses, that when we bring those real griefs and heartfelt, soul-felt anguish and pain to you, you can actually do something about it. And you're going to use that unwelcomed guest to shift something in us and lead us into the paths of gratitude, maybe in ways we never even imagined. To where we might even find ourselves saying that we trust in Your unfailing love and our hearts are rejoicing in Your salvation. We might find ourselves singing Your praise and declaring how good You have been to us. Father, as we go into our holiday specifically set aside for expressing our gratitude and thanks, I pray that just the little bit of corporate grieving we have done here today in your presence would make that day even more special. I pray right now for those who are here and online as they raised their hand, as they took a risk to show the community that they're grieving. That you would bless them and help them. That they would see they're not alone in their grief. And that you would cause all of us to remember a face with a hand so that we might pray for them we understand the longing that they have. God, thank you. Thank you even for this unwelcome guest. May it become a partnership with gratitude that lasts a lifetime and teaches us how to come to you, our King. For we pray and we ask all of these things through Christ our Lord. And everyone said, Amen. Would you receive this blessing? And now, my brothers and sisters, may you go into your Thanksgiving day not shunning grief, but hearing what it has to teach us that we might truly become people filled with gratitude. I pray that God will surprise you. Surprise you with new ways of feeling grateful for what we have. For the community we have, the family that we are together. And I pray that this Thanksgiving season will be the beginning of a wonderful journey. I pray and ask all of these things in the name of the Father who is for us. In the name of the Son who is with us and in the name of the Holy Spirit who is in us. One God forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace. Have a great day. And if you're staying around to decorate the church, I hope that we'll have a great party together. Thanks for joining us online. Have a great week. God bless you. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week.
Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week.